Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the show. Guys, this is the Game by Show podcast. It's a Sunday. It's a wintry evening. It's uh, February the 10th, 2019. My name is LeGrand Jolly, joined tonight by Jeremy Lamont and Dale Jones. Hey. Hey there. Good evening. I feel like this time last week we were talking about the snowstorm then, and now it's like, come around again. It's still snowing. Yeah, I, I do not approve of this. We got a little bit of snow out here in Oregon. Um, I heard they, I heard they got like... some in Arizona even in some places. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Yeah, I think we're wobbling off axes here, boys. You know, I got uh, oceanfront property in Arizona. <laughs> One day you will. <laughs> not bad. <laughs> Very likely. Well, but here we are again. Yeah, we're doing the thing that we do on Sundays and Wednesdays. We do it. We do it. Talking about video games, talking mm-hmm. about the news, uh, hoping that school is not canceled tomorrow. I I don't think so. You know, this, there was a big school. I think we talked about this on Wednesday or something. There, were, there was a big school, like one holdout school district. I, either either yeah. they will have learned their lesson or I was actually showing my kids how we actually have here in Utah. Uh, we have a, uh, um, a, a traffic and, and road conditions website and you can actually see where all the snow plows are. They like keep keep gps oh really i didn't know that yeah 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 you can go and like see where they are and kind of like what their route is or where i can't i don't know if it's where they're going or where they just were it's probably where they were but yeah so you can tell like it's like it's like the no rad santa you can kind of see like if the if the magical snow (laughs) plow is going to come and like plow plow your driveway full of snow (laughs) how do i get to that website that sounds like a cool website to look at uh it's like uh it used to be commuterlink.utah.gov i think it directs you to the right place now though and then you just click on the weather tab up there at the top and uh yeah and also on that website so while we're talking about amazing websites uh all of the traffic cams yeah yeah all of the traffic cams on there and you can click on the traffic cams and see what's going on like anywhere so if traffic is bad you can click and like see people dying on camera there's a plow over by my house you should flag it down hey bro yeah so my guess is that we're probably i mean i'm it's gonna be a pain in the butt for me because i'm gonna be the one who has to dig us out of it but I, i think the roads are probably clear there, there's your Utah winter update, everybody. <laughs> hey, man. People are just dying to know. They are. You know? Inquiring minds. Want to know how much snow I'm going to be shoveling. How much? A lot. A lot. I, I'm not happy. Well, guys, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to report that uh, we're talking about video games tonight. Mm. Uh, and it's going to be all about um, the best game in the world, Apex Legends. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it'll come up. Yeah, something tells me. Something tells me. Okay, cool. Why don't you get us started? I think uh, I will. I think I will. So we'll start with the news, and uh, we're going to begin the news with a, uh, you know, we kind of tend to hit the award shows and things like that, and this one sort of snuck up on me. I, you know, I don't really participate in any of the Steam community, like, here's the, here's the... So you, you know, didn't the, vote on any of these? No, I didn't vote. This, I conscientiously abstained from the Steam uh, Steam Awards 2018. I don't even remember. Do, do these even matter? Like, who, who cares? I, I, well, Steam increasingly, that's the question for Steam overall these days, is does Steam <laughs> even matter anymore? I think it very much does matter. These awards don't, though. I, the voting for these, I, I remember doing it. I think it was like earlier mid-December when it happened. Or you yeah. know, it might have been during the Christmas sale. Which, which I guess would have been. Yeah, it seems like it was a while ago. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. I think I think they gave they gave people uh, quite a bit of advance notice. And so we have the results of the voting and, the you know, it's a few non-standard categories. Uh, you know, it's not just like, you know, your best 
voice acting and best whatever. Uh, so they have, for example, Most Fun with a Machine, uh, which included such nominees as Euro Truck Simulator 2, Near Automata, which is kind of clever, uh, Factorio, which I didn't play, but I hear a lot of people like that, Space Engineers, I don't even know what that is, uh, Rocket League won that one. Uh, which, Space uh, Engineers is a really old game. I mean, so is Rocket League. Yeah, right? Rocket League. So here's the thing. I don't think it was, it says it's the 2018 awards, but I guess it's just based on what people are playing. Like, I guess just vote on any old thing. And I, I think it is. Yeah. In, in one sense, it's like, well, you know, it's not like current, but on the other sense, if people are still playing a ton of Rocket League, it's, you know, it's probably worthy of recognition. That's right. Uh, yeah, good good job uh, to Psionics. Uh, are best, people still playing Rocket League? Apparently, they're at they least are. voting for it. So, yeah. Uh, best alternate history went to Assassin's Creed Odyssey, beating out Wolfenstein 2, Hearts of Iron 4, Civ 6, Fallout 4. Uh, better with friends, Jared stuffed the ballot box and Rainbow Six Siege. Uh, got LeGrand probably got in on some of that too, right? I haven't played that game in like a decade. Yeah. You know what, though? I think for for the games that I don't play, like that one takes the most of my my patch update bandwidth. And also it has the biggest hard drive footprint, I think, for a game that I do not play. Because they have those high-res 4K textures. They have like the high-res textures. Just uninstall it. Oh, well, I don't know. I mean, I keep thinking like maybe they're they done. They don't have to reinstall it, though, at some point. I know. Well, so, someone's going to rope me back into it because yeah, they're going to give some 37 minute session that you do one Monday night. Sometime. That that new free <laughs> operator, the Canadian operators are coming, coming to Rainbow Six Siege. Uh, best environment went to The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. OK, uh, a, a three year old game four. Yeah. Be, beating out Subnautica, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, Far Cry 5, Dark Souls 3. How, how bummed do you have to be to be on Far Cry 5 and then be like, well, the Witcher. Damn it. The Witcher 3 beat us again. <laughs> yeah, I know. This is the third game running that The Witcher 3 beat us. Yeah. The uh, best, uh, best best developer went to CD Projekt Red over Ubisoft, Bethesda, Rockstar, Digital Extreme, Square Enix. Out of everybody. Like they beat everybody. These votes are just brigaded. Right. I mean, because the. It's just that CG, CD Projekt Red kind of has that status of like can do no wrong almost, you know? Yeah. Until until they do, right? Until like, uh, uh, you know. Until they have one problem with one thing and now everyone wonders what happened to CD Projekt Red. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> uh, we also have here uh, the Labor of Love Award um, went to Grand Theft Auto V, <laughs> uh, which, uh, you know, over, over, over such things as No Man's Sky, Path of Exile, uh, Stardew Valley was on here. Uh, Dota was on here, but I mean, well, I, I got to give it up to all those rock star spouses, right? Yeah, that's that's true. Uh, VR game of the year went to the Elder Scrolls Five Skyrim VR. Uh, that that won over VR Chat. Uh, so sorry, VR Chat. If, I, if it was up to me, there would be no VR awards. <laughs> Beat Saber, Fallout Four VR, and Super Hot VR. That's that's you know. So I mean, I don't know about VR Chat, but that's a decent lineup. Uh, and then game of the year, the big one went to. Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, uh, beating out Monster Hunter World, Kingdom Come Deliverance, Hitman Two, and Assassin's Creed Odyssey. It's only because Battlefield Five isn't on Steam. Ah, uh, yeah. Just and, you saying. Know, hey, and also uh, Apex and Legends. Apex Legends have not come out Legends, yet. Not on Steam. Don't don't forget Fortnite. That's not on Steam either, guys. That's true. And That's Fortnite true. hasn't was not on Steam. And yeah. we will get to Apex Legends in just a moment. And Minecraft's <laughs> also not on Steam. Probably would have beat out <laughs> PUBG. I, yeah. I had to guess. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. Uh, here's a weird one, though. This one came out this week, and I, I want to know what you guys think of this. Microsoft says that Xbox Live is coming to iOS, Android, and Switch. 
Uh, this was in a, uh, a Microsoft panel at, uh, this was at the 2019 Game Developers Conference. Uh, Xbox Live, growing and engaging your community across iOS, Android, Switch, Xbox, and PC. Uh, the description says that Xbox Live is about, to, is about to get much bigger. Xbox Live is expanding from 400 million gaming devices uh, and a reach of over 68 million players to 2 billion devices with the release of our new cross-platform XDK. So they're basically giving the tools for Xbox Live integration in some form or fashion don't they already have this with the uh they have this with minecraft on the switch already am i right i think that's correct yeah it lets you sign in uh you can also get achievements on xbox live by playing on the switch yes that's true that is true so they they've already got a proof of concept and and i believe that this also includes and is not limited to and i'm just going to point to my 2019 predictions uh basically cross-platform play as a possibility for all uh all games on that platform um, so I, I'm not sure if that is, you know, going to be on, on the launch or if they're going to be rolling that sort of thing out, but, uh, they basically say that, uh, they'll, you know, basically their goal is less work for game developers, more time to focus on making games fun. And of course it doesn't hurt that Microsoft will be front and center in, you know, all sorts of ways on many different platforms. Um, I think this is pretty good. And I know that we actually talked about, you know, before we really had solid announcements on PlayStation five or Xbox two or whatever they're calling it um we had talked about you know the idea of a software only platform where games would just be published to you know whatever whatever's out there but they would still be by you know i mean essentially making them a third party which i don't know i mean this is a way to be a third party kind of but to be everywhere i guess i I don't know is this does this seem like a good move to you guys bad what do you what do you think i mean why not i guess yeah, you know, have, have it does not affect it. me in the slightest either way. So whatever, <laughs> rock and roll, Microsoft. I, I say why not? You know, I mean, because they did that thing a long time ago where you could get Xbox Live points from playing on games for Windows Live. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, that's yeah. already all synced up, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the worst part is when you go to the Xbox Live app and there's like advertisements for Xbox games when I don't have an Xbox that I play on and I can't play them on my PC. That's the worst part of that whole thing. Well, but yeah, uh, whatever. Yeah, for sure. I mean, why not? It's cool. I mean, maybe maybe it'll be cooler than it is right now. I just really don't care about online services for video games as a as a service, as like a social service or as a place where I go to hang out and do video gamey things. Like, I don't really care. Until you get some benefit from it. Like the time that you bought Battlefield 5 to play with an Xbox friend who, you know, is probably not going to. Have you played it with him, by the way? I have, yes. We've played a couple good, times. Good. Well, yep. if that if that were something that were possibly native to your game, it would potentially save you the cost of having to buy that game again. I don't know, but uh, I, I look forward to seeing what that what that comes out to. I, I believe that more cross platform stuff can only benefit uh, users, at least. So, yeah, you're just you're just biased because that's what you predicted on. It's what I want show. in my heart. It's what I I dearly <laughs> want in my heart. I think it would be fine. I'm 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 on board with all that. I think Apex Legends should do that. That, that would be all right. Yeah, in fact, they're working toward that. They, they would absolutely uh, be working toward that. Uh, the other item that's on here that I would dearly like in my heart not to have happen, uh, Activision and Blizzard are reported to be hitting with uh, to be hit with substantial layoffs 
uh, this coming week. Bloomberg, uh, Bloomberg, which is the financial analyst uh, site, I guess, among other things, uh, will uh, un- said that they believe that uh, Activision Blizzard will announce job cuts on February 12th uh, that could number in the hundreds. And, you know, despite what you might think about video game publishers and developers, it's not like, you know, tens of thousands of people necessarily. So that is a, a significant item. Uh, this follows what uh, is described as a tumultuous stretch for Activision, which uh, had had, you know, stable Overwatch monthly use users, but they have declining uh, numbers in other things like Hearthstone, uh, Destiny 2, you know, they sort of offloaded that to Bungie. Um, and, you know, just th- things are kind of in a little bit of flux over there right now. Uh, a lot of people are pointing out that uh, in, you know, in light of this, they they sort of noticed that the new chief financial officer, Dennis Durkin, uh, received a bonus of $15 million for accepting his position on top of the $900,000 annual salary and a $1.35 million target bonus. Um, I, you know, that's, it's not a good look, I guess. So... Um, hopefully this will be limited in impact. Um, we, we definitely never like to hear news uh, of this sort, but um, I guess it remains to be seen in the next couple of days uh, what that actually uh, will come out to. Uh, we mentioned Apex Legends a little bit earlier in terms of numbers and millions. What's this? And things like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Apex Legends is in the news, uh, believe it or not. And uh, in just 72 hours, they've had over 10 million players and 1 million concurrent players. Uh, which is darn good. It's 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 longer than that now, and and likely more than that too. In terms uh, yeah, of oh yeah, that's true. This was this was uh, on Friday, I believe, is when this was, or or maybe even before that. But it it uh, it did not take long, and uh, yeah, there's um. Uh, yeah, there, there's there's a long way for this game to go yet. I mean, it's the first week that it's been out, and and by all accounts, I haven't heard anybody who's like really disliked it, except for people for whom that's not their style of game individually. But by all accounts, uh, really good game, Legrand, good game, yeah, dude, so good, so I good. That's all I want to play. I, I got a win earlier today. I can't believe nice. that. I, I got two wins that. today. Nice. <laughs> I won at life today, you guys. So <laughs> eat that. The game oh, of life. lucky. I know. Um, the thing is, hey, that- just, uh, just a Twitch report. Apex Legends still has twice as many viewers right now uh, over Fortnite, wow. which has traditionally been the highest viewed game over the last year. Yeah. And right? before that, it was like, U- uh, not YouTube, but um, Minecraft, right? Minecraft, yeah. Fortnite, Apex Legends. So there yeah. you go. Well, Dota and League of Legends have always been. Can't wait for this game to die so we can get Titanfall 3. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you're going to be waiting a while because uh, they've actually outlined over at Respawn the, uh, the next four seasons worth of content. And by seasons, I mean they're going to do battle passes. So uh, battle pass uh, starting in March will be available and it'll basically do the same thing that Fortnite is, is doing. And I think we've seen other games do the same sort of thing. Um, the passes will go for an entire season. Season one is going to run until June. Uh, Dale, you know, I, I'm going to I'm going to put this to you. I don't really think of you as the kind of person to do a battle pass, but maybe you should consider it for this. If Why? you're already winning stuff. What, just, what, just sorry, to, what? The, just to what see. Are, well, what? <laughs> I don't know. What, what's what's good about the battle pass? Uh, well, what's good is a different question than what is it? Um, but it's, it's the, it's the thing that gives you, it gives you the thing that's like exclusive stuff. If you do earnings and you like yeah. get things that are like your vanity items for, for that See, season. You know what the thing about vanity items is, is that I don't think I've ever had a game where I was really interested in the vanity items. Like I, I would play Apex because it's, cause it's fun, right? Cause it's a, it's a fun game. I, when I get a skin or something, I'm like, okay, sure. I'll switch to that skin until the next one comes along just right. you know why not right but right. it's not like i 
really care or or I imagine what they want you to be doing is like looking through the ones that you have locked still and thinking, man, I can't wait till I get that one. Right. Um, but that's just not – it just doesn't do it for me at all. So I don't, I'm just saying well, this is your opportunity to get in on the ground floor is all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll, 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 I'll buy a battle pass. I'll, oh, yeah. I'll be the uh, experimental uh, guy and I'll buy it. I have, not, I have not bought any loot boxes for this game yet even though I've played a lot of it. What's but your I will, player I'll buy, level I'll buy the battle pass. Uh, twenty four, oh, wow. something like that. Twenty two. Wow. I'm, I'm like level six, and I got oh. a win today. Did I mention that? I think I'm something like that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> mark it on the calendar. Mark it on the calendar. We should play. I'm gonna fire it up right now. I'm gonna play around while we're talking. No, no please Sorry. don't. Uh, so we are uh, right. we're looking at the next four seasons worth of stuff. So they they sort of have already got this figured out. They they know what they're doing. So it is. Uh, it's probably not going to come to Titanfall three for quite a while. In fact, just a little note here. Uh, if you're looking at seeing. Uh, maybe what I guess presumably my would be suspicion considered. is there was somebody working on Titanfall three already for this, and this is just another side project. Yeah, not anymore. No, they've just now been diverted to do more. Yeah, yeah. Remember, <laughs> remember what happened to Unreal Tournament? Yeah. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, if you want to see other people doing good, like if you're like me and could not win a game of uh, Ape Leg, as I've heard it called, Legrand. Uh, ape leg. Ape leg. <laughs> ape leg. Uh, well, if you can't win, then you can watch other people win. And uh, Twitch is already going to be doing a uh, Twitch Rivals challenge uh, next week. So 48 well-known streamers are going to be competing for $200,000 in prizes. So ape leg is already an official eSport. So get I'm that. buying loot boxes right now. And as a delicious we, dinner. Speak. And a, <laughs> also, yeah, it's also a, a supernatural wishing uh, uh, implement that you may or may not want to uh, make use yeah. of. Wish and on the Jeremy's like, call me when there's a marshmallow concert. In oh your game. man, yeah, Ape exactly. Ape That's the 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 standard by which all games shall be judged. Uh, speaking of roadmaps, though, uh, I want to go back to something that nobody's really thought about for quite a while. But uh, EA is not done yet with Need for Speed or Plants vs Zombies. They uh, had a disappointing financial quarter, but uh, Chief Operating Officer Blake Jorgensen over at EA said to investors that a new Plants vs Zombies uh, game and Need for Speed are in the works and will be due out by April 2020. He says that they're just making adjustments to improve execution and we're refocusing R&D, which, you know, looking at the last few things that EA has executed on, uh, you know, improve that execution, EA, before before that stuff comes out. Uh, he says that, of course, they're looking forward to Anthem. Uh, they want to grow Apex Legends and related Plans Titanfall experience. Zombies Garden Royale. Yeah, exactly. Actually, they had a pretty decent, um, you know, first-person shooter, just like a straight-up... Garden up, Warfare? Yeah, Garden Warfare, which was which I've got was it pretty installed right. right now. Yeah, I, I actually, I think I've got it installed in a couple of places even, and it was fine. Like, it was actually... Oh, I uninstalled it. Oh, it is still installed. <laughs> there you My go. Were playing the other day. I, I thought you meant just like right now. Whoops, I just uninstalled it. Um, <laughs> no, I, I could. I could right now. My, my mouse is hovering over that yeah. button. I've never played this game. Fingers quivering. It's, it's actually all right, but you might as well wait for whatever it is they're going to be doing in the next couple of years. I heard it's kind of like Battlefield, actually, in yeah, all honesty. Well, garden Warfare. That's uh, that's the idea. It's like modern warfare. You got that? Yeah. That's Call of Duty. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I got you. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, so anyway, they, they're uh, looking for also Need for Speed, which, uh, you know, I guess that's a thing. I, I would say that of those, I'm probably more interested in Plants vs. Zombies. I, I never really had much use for Need for Speed, but, uh, you know, I guess people like it. So if you're one of those people, look forward to that. Uh, there's another segment of people who might be interested in the next news item. Ni no Kuni is being made into a movie. Uh, it's going to be live action. 
No, no, I'm just kidding. It's going to be an anime. Wait, it's going to be an anime. <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome, though, if it was like a live action thing for this like amazingly beautiful game series? Uh, so it's actually coming out only in Japan, uh, releasing in Japan this summer. It's being directed by Yoshiyuki Momose, who uh, has worked not only on both of the Nino Kuni games, but has worked for Studio Ghibli on uh, several shorts and commercials. You know, uh, this must be a, a kid's movie. So one of the things that they do in Japan is they do these like 45, 50 minute long uh kids movies right there's so mm-hmm. there's a bunch of them that are like dragon ball and there's a bunch of based on like anpaman is another kids animated show i bet you that's what this is and like all the pokemon movies are like that too right where they're like about an hour maybe 70 minutes at the most or something like that and um, that's pretty good so i might be able to take the kids to see this during our oh dang that'd be if awesome this, if we go this summer so uh, then this might be worthy of a Game Bites Rotten Tomatoes challenge, because then you can tell us. Yeah, like, you know, I could I could uh, look into it. Because I would imagine it would look like, because the, the Ghibli, the games or whatever, um, have that sort of like Studio Ghibli look and feel to them, right? The right. Nino Kuni games. Uh-huh. So I would imagine this would just be the same style, right? Which, which is, you know, honestly, like now I kind of want him to up the game a little bit. Like we already, we already seen the game. So, you know, give us, give us something new. Um, I would say that the Rotten Tomatoes challenge has Have to be Have you done. seen the game though, Jeremy? I've seen it. I have seen Did it. Did you play it? Uh, I mean, Nino Kuni 1. I have Nino Kuni 2 because I bought it for the vinyl record. I like imported a copy from Europe because it comes with a- Can't buy the vinyl record if I don't own the game. Wait, why'd you have to import a copy of the game? Collector's edition that came with the vinyl was only available in Europe. Oh, wow. So, Yeah. Uh, so yeah, but, uh, I, I would say that the Rotten Tomatoes challenge just has to be done only in Japanese. So I'm, I'm going to put down my, oh. my prediction of Sanju, uh, for huh. Nino Kuni. That seems low. I, it's not going to be good, dude. Oh, oh I don't, uh, but then I, I don't know if they have Rotten Tomatoes in Japan or if they do, if the people even use it. So um, it'd be hard to predict. It's um, probably like f- fresh durian is the, you know, I'm going to say that if there is a Japanese version of the Rotten Tomatoes site. And people do use it. The only people that are going to be using it are going to be like super hardcore fans. So I'm going to say that they would rate it like really high. Like really, that so it'd be like, like the uh, the rotten otaku, rotten otaku. Yeah. 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 Well, we'll see. We'll guess. see. So if if you go see it, just kind of bootleg some. I'm pretty sure they take kindly to uh, gaijin, baka gaijin, uh, taking uh, you know video camera bootleg footage of their movies. Um, probably. So, so definitely <laughs> probably do that. fine. Um, here's something though that's really cool that we'll all be able to experience in the West, which is that a bunch of WRPGs are coming to game consoles that were traditionally on PC. Uh, oh, that includes, yeah. yeah, Baldur's Gate, Neverwinter Nights, and uh, a bunch of other stuff. Icewind Dale. Uh, all the ones that uh, Beamdog has done the the um, the Latter Day restorations mm-hmm. uh, of. Yep, exactly. And they're going to be doing that with Skybound Games, which I believe was the company that was sort of picking up after Telltale, right? They were... Yes, I, that's right. Yeah. So I'm I'm not sure if they just do, you know, if they're like a, a middle house I'm type. really curious to see how these will work with a gamepad because they're excellent games, right? Like, so I, I've only played through um, Torment and the first Baldur's Gate and, and a little bit of like Icewind Dale. Um, mm-hmm. But it would be... If they manage to pull off a coherent um, control scheme with a pad, which I, I don't, I can't imagine how they would do it because those they have really interesting UI systems too, right? Uh, for like inventory and stuff. But if if they could, you know, I think that when they can do something like that, when you can take a complicated interface and make it fit something that's ergonomic like a controller, I'm all for that. So, and you know, uh, one sort of secret, uh, maybe underappreciated fact about playing these games on the switch would be that 
the Switch screen resolution is really relatively low, like 720p, right? Yeah. And if you take these games and you blow them up, or if you blow them up, they look really bad. But if you actually play them at like modern resolutions, you're fitting like the entire dungeon on your screen. <laughs> and like well, and, and not not to mention they're tiny. very text heavy too. So that yes, that's always are. been my problem is playing them on mobile on Android devices. Is it's like I can almost read what's going on there <laughs> especially like torment I, I, the script for torment is something like eight hundred thousand words which yeah your average novel is probably like a hundred thousand words so there's a lot of you know, reading here, in that here's game. here's the thing i mean we we did it back when pc resolutions were like 320 by 200 so yeah. we, you know we'll, we'll be able to maybe figure it out but uh, i i personally am pretty interested in that pretty excited for it um i would actually like to see more of this happen like especially a bunch of old games in general i mean we've got such a rich history in in video games. I mean, we all share this heritage of stuff going way back, but but stuff from the 90s just doesn't really come forward, uh, let alone a lot of older stuff. I mean, there, there are some that do, you know, in the compilations and your Namco museums and stuff like that. But there's a ton of stuff, especially on PC, that you just don't. For, for being such a, a backwards compatible thing, like, thank goodness there's GOG because nobody else really seems to be interested um, in, in doing stuff like that. So I, you know, what if God, imagine this, what if GOG just decided to make like a launcher on different consoles and just like all of their stuff, I don't know, probably, probably wouldn't work out that way. That'd anyway. be pretty cool, but yeah. I doubt they have the licensing for that. Yeah, that's, that's probably true. I don't know. Anyway, so look forward to these. It'll, they'll be coming out this year in some, you know, order. I, I doubt they're all going to be hitting at once, but at least I heard they're coming to switch. Is that uh yeah they said consoles and i mean you gotta you gotta imagine i thought i, I, thought I read switch somewhere too yeah yeah well, we'll say yes we'll say it's definitely coming to switch uh blame dale if they don't that's what i'm saying cool. uh here's something else though that you can you can you can probably blame dale for this one too uh a fan-made BattleTech expansion uh has added a bunch of lore appropriate mechs to oh, wow. yeah that sounds like something i would be enthused about yeah, a lot, a lot of weird stuff for Battletech out there. I mean, we, we talked about Rogue Tech, I think, at one point, which is supposed to be like the ultimate campaign mod for this. Um, and it's just it's just really good. I mean, you know, G Game Byte Show official Game of the Year 2018. That's right, unanimous vote. By everybody. Everybody who, who is on this show voted for Battletech. Uh, it was amazing. It'll never happen again. But um, <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so here's the thing. It's uh, all the way up lore compliant, all the way up to 3025, which is a little bit early in, in kind of the Battletech universe, but maybe give them some time. I'm kind of surprised. I mean, they're mods, but gosh, it's like when you make the official stuff and have the official license to do that, I, I, there's got to be some weird line that's getting crossed at some point. I mean, I I don't know. That that just strikes me as a little bit weird. Wait, who's but, crossing the line? The the fans that made yeah, the mod? Yeah, fans that make the mod. I mean, it just seems like when you're when you're playing around with a you know, with a game developer who actually holds the license to the thing, but you're sort of like eating the lunch by something's got to give at some point. I don't I don't know if they're going to cease and desist it or or what, I don't, but it's, I don't it's, think so cuz I think if if they so probably Hairbrain schemes is like, yeah, this is awesome, right? And they want to encourage it. But even if they did feel like, oh, we were going to do that, they would probably just continue on and do it anyway and, and just do it better, you know, or, yeah. or better to their own liking. And maybe, yeah. maybe in some edge case, they might even go to the modder and say, hey, let's take this as a base. Come work with us. Let's do this thing and we'll make this like official, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 
that's possible. That's possible. So uh, it, it uh, does uh, a few other things as well, resizing a few different mechs, putting in some performance fixes, which are always welcome, AI improvements. Uh, and it's been suggested that it's a pretty good introduction mod for Battletech. And uh, you might even start a new game just to kind of get the get the benefit of all of that. And I actually might do that. I have not gone back to Battletech. I, I actually load it up and then kind of get sidetracked waiting for it to load. battle mechs that you knew of that you were missing from the game? So, like, would this address that? Um, I'm trying to think because they have Shadow Hawks. They had, did they have Phoenix Hawks? They have. I'm trying to think what was in some of the real early. Uh, I don't know about Phoenix games. Hawks. They do. They definitely have Shadow Hawks. Yeah, Shadow Hawks will know what you start out with, and then Phoenix Hawks, and there were. I mean, there were some of the unseen mechs also that um, were in some of the real early BattleTech uh, lore. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, th- I think I might. I think I might do this. I think I might do this and start over. Maybe I'll. Maybe I'll even talk about it one Wednesday. But uh, look out for that over at uh, what is it? Gaming uh, Mod Nexus. What's the name of the place where everybody gets these things? Uh, uh, Mod DB is one. Mod, Nexus, yeah. Nexus, Mod. Mod. Nexus, Nexus Mod. Nexus Mods. Nexus Mods. That's where it is. And our last news item for today is uh, you know it's been a while since we've had Star Citizen. In the news and how much money they're raising and how expensive their ships are. Uh, we're not going to talk about any of that today because uh, the cool thing that they're doing over there is that they've collaborated with one of their community members to create a bunch of emotes using American Sign Language, actual American Sign Language for deaf and partially deaf players, uh, which I think is actually really cool. Um, the, uh, Steven Bender, who is the video animation director for the game says he's really happy for the community to have this opportunity to be able to role play and express themselves in a way they see fit. Uh, and, uh, I, I can't think of any other game that's ever had actual sign language like that, uh, as, as an emote. I mean, maybe like quiet man or whatever, if that did that, I think that might've had sign language. Uh, but it's just not something that you see a lot, part, partly because of the fidelity. Like it's, I think we're only, you know, in the last few years getting to the point where you can really, you know, you don't have somebody with the meat mitts where, you know, you can actually see, see like subtle little things with fingers. But yeah. I think that's awesome. I think, I think that's genuinely really cool. Um, yeah. I mean, why should, if, if you're, you're, you're deaf or, or partially deaf or whatever, I mean, why should they miss out on missing out on this game like the rest of us? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You want because you know, it's not going to be released. I mean, before deaf people definitely could not do the floss emote, and uh, <laughs> now now they can thanks to Cloud Imperium Games. So uh, that is all the news that we've got for this week. Well, I took a look at the new releases, so let me let me just run through this real quick. Um, there's not a whole lot coming out this week, which you know some weeks are like this kind of a little bit um, refractory period, you know. Um, but we do have coming out this week God Eater Three. This is the Namco uh, take on Monster Hunter. Uh, and this is coming out for PC and PS4 for the big old price of $60. Hmm. Uh, so, I, you know, I've heard good things about the God Eater series, um, but that was from people who are way into that genre. So like, you know, Monster Hunter, Dauntless, whatever. Uh, so take that with a grain of salt, maybe. Um, also out this week, there's a 3DS game coming out. It's the third game in the Yokai Watch series. So um, that was going to be big at one time, and then it just like kind of fell off. I, I think it was big for about a year and a half. Yeah, it was. It was definitely was big for a little while, and then I, I think I remember hearing that Yokai Watch Two was like a disappointment financially or something like that. Right. Uh, but there's a three here, so that's interesting. Cool. Um, and this is like level five games uh, attempt to do a kind of. Um, Pokemon, Pokemon style thing. Yeah. Um, and and the, what they're using is like the supernatural beasts from uh, like Japanese folklore. Um, 
But uh, yeah, I suspect if you know what Yokai watches, you know exactly that. Um, also coming out this week, we have a few things. The remainder of the list is stuff that's coming to Switch, and I don't think any of it is new exactly. I think it's more like new to Switch. Um, one of these is called Blaze Blue Central Fiction Special Edition. Uh, I have no idea what part <laughs> of the series this is, but it's it's a Blaze Blue game, and those are well regarded, I think, mostly. Uh, that's hitting the Switch for fifty bucks digital. Um, Defense Grid Two is coming to the Switch, which that's is that's a golden oldie. Yeah, D- Defense Grid and yeah. Defense Grid Two. I played the first one quite a bit. Uh, those are excellent games. They're probably like right up there at the top of that whole little tower defense genre, which kind of seems to have gone away, doesn't it? I believe it's. I believe they are multiplayer too. I think weren't they? That kind of sounds familiar. It seems like it could be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't see why not. Right. I mean, those were those were, those were big on Steam, I guess, and and they, they were on XBLA at one point also. Um, and they're just really solid games. Um, lastly up here uh, is a, something that looks sort of interesting. It's called it's a game called City of Brass, uh, and it purports to be a adventure first person shooter. So like think like Bioshock or something, but it's set in a sort of fantasy Arabian Nights environment. Oh, so, I thought you were going to say like a fantasy ska environment, and there were just a lot of trumpets that were syncopated. <laughs> No, but maybe that's like the expansion. I don't know. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, this looks kind of interesting. It looks sort of like, you know, something like Scheherazade or um, uh, did you ever see that game? I think it was called Mirage that was being done by the people that did uh, the medieval melee fighting game. Oh, uh, yeah, there was chivalry. Yeah, I think I it was that. being done by the same people. Um, but like, yeah, I think that came out and nobody played it. But But basically it was... The sort of the same thing. Jared Dunn of- played Chivalry. He played a ton of Chivalry. Well, Chivalry was great, and a lot of people played that. But this, the the Mirage game, which was the kind of you know uh, Persian um, fantasy. Oh, with like the magic thing. and stuff. Yeah, yeah uh, with magic. Oh, and what was that called? Arc- arcane something something. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, Arcane Warfare, something like that. Something. Chivalry Medieval Warfare was that the game, and then Arcane or. Mirage Arcane War? Something like Something, that. Something, yeah. Anyway, this game is City of Brass. It's different. It's a, from what I gather, it's a single player, first person shooter adventure game. So maybe check that out. Um, Over at the Epic Store or the Epic's, Epic Launcher. Is there an official name for this thing? I don't know. I always call it the Epic Game Store, but the I- Epic Store, the Epic Mega Game Store. Um, <laughs> You can get Axiom <laughs> Verge for free for. The, the next couple of weeks. Great game. Um, Thimbleweed Park. Uh, they always do this where like on the day that they release the current free game, they tell you what's going to be the next one. And uh, so two weeks from now, um, or two weeks from whenever seventh, I think it was, uh, Thimbleweed Park will be the, the next game that they do. Nice. Uh, there's, um, there's an event in Destiny 2 about Valentine's Day. Uh, Crackdown 1 is currently free on XB. Xbox Live, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, so I, I'm guessing that means it's backward compatible. On it is, the one yes. Yep. For the 360. Okay. Crackdown's a lot it's of fun. probably on Game Pass as well, I would imagine. And then there's apparently a Humble bundle going on for Paradox games at the moment, too. Yeah, there's so. some good games in there. Age of Wonders, uh, big, big uh, thumbs up for me. That is a fantasy-themed 4X game, uh, one of the series that I really love, and you can get it for cheap. Paradox has a lot of really good 
strategy games. That you know, they yeah, have they the do. Europa Universalis, Stellaris, a bunch of other stuff. Uh, Magicka Two is on there. Magic is a very good game. So oh, it's not all strategy. It's, I mean, it, it purports maybe strategy. to be, but yeah, mostly. Strategy. Oh, they, Paradox also published um, uh, Pillars of Eternity one and two. Yeah, and no, they published, published BattleTech. So. Yeah, BattleTech, BattleTech as well. So, but that's not well, in the bundle. Good stuff in there. Well, if it was on the bundle, maybe I would buy it. <laughs> it's not, so you can just be a Groucho. I will be a Groucho. <laughs> well, uh, we have here for our third and final segment uh, a topic of discussion as we typically do. And uh, actually for this one, I, uh, I'm i not 100% sure. So we're, we, we wanted to talk specifically for Valentine's Day. We were trying to think of Valentine's like... Where, you know, our hearts are all Twitter-pated and, you know, <laughs> we just weren't thinking about... So we are just thinking about Fringes. hearts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just thinking about hearts in video games and uh, kind of wanted to, to remember either our favorite heart iconography, power-ups... Uh, just whatever it is, you know, that, that sort of sticks in our heart, uh, from, from <laughs> video games. And, uh, I have to admit, I'm a, I'm at a little bit of a loss on this one, but maybe I can throw it over to Dale. Cause it seems like he's, he's got, uh, well, yeah, I mean, I was just thinking like, you know, there's a heart, a heart has been, uh, a, a, like a real go-to for any sort of UI element or power up or, or just whatever in video games for a really long time. Right. And so I'm yeah. thinking of like, you know, uh, every, the obvious thing everybody might think of is probably like the heart container from Zelda. Yeah. That's um, like the one thing I can think of. But even if you go back to something like double dragon, right? Like there's hearts on your, uh, I think the hearts indicate like how many lives you have left. Right. There's like, like a lot of games have hearts. Like uh, I think star tropics, used hearts for uh for your life bar also oh, yeah. but really what i was kind of curious about is like can you think of any games where like you would pick up a heart and then it would be like it would give you a power up or um it was like your an item that you would equip to do something or or just like anything I actually did think of one but i don't have a lot of personal experience with it and i was thinking of uh castlevania 2 uh, Simon's Quest, where you are Dracula's going heart. around. Yeah, exactly. That's right. So you're going around picking up the different p- body parts. You know, Dracula's eye and his rib, uh, and Dracula's heart is is one of the things you can get. Yeah. And um, it actually looks instead of looking like a you know the the classic Valentine's heart, it actually kind of looks like like a physical. Like, human yeah, heart. like it's like it's it's kind of a blobby shaped thing, but you can tell they were going for sort of the ventricle type muscle idea and well, um, in castlevania of course you collect hearts all the time that's your fuel for your sub weapons your, your daggers uh, and your yeah. crosses and your, all yep. that holy water and they, and and they were stuff. like those little they, they also didn't look like hearts because they kind of like floated down and they looked like kind of like half of a paper heart or something like i could i could never tell well, exactly in castlevania 2 and simon's quest i think they were actually experience points weren't they or i could be maybe they were still for the sub weapon in that game also and you just got mm. like invisible experience points but but yeah, yeah, hearts are definitely a, a, a motif in Castlevania. Right, right. Uh, I'm also I uh, I'm brought to mind also of in uh, Super Mario Brothers. Uh, well, Super Mario 64, I think it started. Uh, there was a not not a heart item necessarily, but there was that little heart I, that thing you could run through, and if you ran through fast enough, it would it would fill up your your life like it was because because in Super Mario they actually used that pie chart idea, but wasn't there like a heart? thing that you could run through and like the faster you went it would like it would like maybe i'm thinking of something else i never really played very much super mario 64 so i'm not oh, gonna wow. be able to speak to that legrand do you know what he's talking about 
Uh, yeah, no, nothing. (laughs) Not ringing a bell. (laughs) You got nothing. A heart thing? Yeah, I don't. I I know. I remember the your your breath was like trivial pursuit slices. You know, of the pie. I don't know if you're. Is your is your life (laughs) like that also? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, I I know LeGrand came up with one that's uh, his his favorite game series of all time. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Uh, Apex Legends. Kingdom Hearts. Oh. Kingdom Hearts, uh, which Kingdom has... Hearts. Oh, he loves that one. He does. LeGrand, tell us how much you love Kingdom Hearts. So much. I actually talked to my brother about Kingdom Hearts today. What did, did you have good things to tell him? Did you tell him to follow his feelings and trust his heart? <laughs> and I said, you need to find the Keyblade so you can unlock your true heart. Yeah, passion. You, you, you know, that, and that, that's the thing. Like, you can say any fool thing. And it it fits right in like, you know, all, all of the Disney characters will like nod like you've just said some sage yeah. wisdom. Well, the bad guys in Kingdom Hearts are called Heartless. Yeah. Fun fact, right? The That's heartless. true. <laughs> That's true. My, the, the thing that came to my mind when you, I know I know uh, the Legend of Zelda is kind of like the cliche, like heart containers and heart pieces and stuff. But I really like the animation of the when you get a heart. By killing a bad guy to refill your health in Zelda Three: uh, Link to the Past, how it kind of like floats down and lands on the ground. Do you guys recall this? No, it's been a really long time since I played that game. Well, fire up your SNES Classic and give it a look. Okay. Huh. Yeah, but like when you kill the guy, like the animation of the heart was—I mean, you got used to it. But I remember when I first saw it, it seemed like it was really, really cool because in like um, you know Zelda One and Zelda Two, it was well, Zelda Two didn't even have hearts, but in Zelda One. Um, I guess it didn't have ground, heart. Right? It had heart containers. You just fall on the ground. just kind of just sitting there. Yeah, Link's and life bar is always hearts too. Yeah, it's always hearts. And and this one, the uh, the hearts when you get like a single heart, it kind of like flutters and floats down to the ground. I guess kind of like Castlevania style, but it's kind of got a really cool animation to it. Um, so that's that's what immediately what came about, to mind. It like hearts in a slightly different context. Like, have you ever seen like a a dungeon in the shape of a heart or like? the heart that you have to shoot on the big monster or something like anything else like that, that sticks out to you at all. I actually do have one thing that kind of comes to mind. And and actually I think about this kind of frequently. Um, I think this is stupid and it's minor and nobody will ever really have thought of this, but I think sometimes of harvest moon Mm -hmm. and when you would take care of the cows and either milk them or brush them, they would respond with like a little heart, like a little heart would like come out of them. Like, oh, oh I like that. Man. You petted me. And so <laughs> so I think like when I scratch my cats on their chin or whatever, and they're like, oh, yeah, I think like oh, a little heart came out like, you know, right. or uh, or I also think of in uh, Monster Hunter, if you, uh, you know, Poogie, the, the little mascot pig. Um, if you, oh, if you yeah. rub his tummy or whatever, you pet him just so, yeah. uh, you know, a little heart will come out because Poogie's very happy with you. So I guess hearts are kind of used a lot to define like relationship status with, you know, characters in video games like it's Stardew true. Valley does the kind oh, of the same yeah. thing, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good one also. Uh, if you've ever played Dishonored, you would, you'd be familiar with the weird cybernetic organic disembodied heart that you can use to sort of like ferret out the truth about somebody or something. Um, mm. uh, so basically like it's, it's an actual heart with this like weird uh, machinery sort of like in it. That's kind of like supernaturally bonded to it. And um, if you hold the heart up as a weapon that you've equipped basically at that moment, you can sort of um, click the mouse button down and you, you sort of like listen to the kind of like spirit that, is possessing or inhabiting the heart. And what it'll do is it'll tell you like the, 
not exactly the inner thoughts of like the person that you're looking at, but basically just like some sort of hidden truth about them, you know? So like you could be like looking at like a, an aristocratic woman at a party or something. And if you point the heart at her, it'll be like, she's going to poison her husband later or <laughs> something like that. Right? <laughs> um, and, or, you know, like she grew up uh, on the wrong side of town and she's worked really hard to get to where she is. Um, but her sister hates her for it now or, you know, something like that. Um, and it's just sort of, it's a thing that you always have with you. And I think it's meant to be the heart of the Empress who is killed at the beginning of the first game. Although I could, I could be wrong about that. Hmm. Um, it's somebody's heart though. So it's kind of just a different, uh, different way of looking at it. I actually have two more, two more thoughts. Uh, one is I remember the weighted companion cube, which oh, yeah, has a heart, that. has yeah. a heart on it. Yep. Uh-huh. And, uh, and you know, it's so, it's sort of like a tongue in cheek, like you're supposed to love this. Like it's a, it's a companion weighted companion. It's a box with like a heart on it and it's supposed to like. Yeah, but the heart is, is its entire personality. It's the only thing that sets it apart from any other box. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. And it, it was sort of a thing where you would like, oh, I love this, and you would carry it through the whole game and eventually have to burn it, um, which they, they sort of make you do. GLaDOS makes you do that. Uh, the other thing that comes to mind is not so much the heart symbol, but I was thinking about times uh, at, in which um, a, an EKG or a heart pulse is used in games, uh, yeah, and and I tend to think of yeah, I tend to think of things where it, it again is health sort of related. Or I'm trying to think if there are horror games that use like a heartbeat idea, like oh no, you're getting scared. Bum, 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 oh, bum, I, bum. I would be sure that there are. Uh, like the, well, the Resident Evil games typically use uh, something that either is like a heartbeat or like an EKG readout sort of thing, like yeah. as part of your health indicator. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, and I'm sure, you know, hearts are uh, probably found all over video games. It's uh, also in the titles of things, Heart of the Storm, right? Is that- oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. So- well, there's lots of like RPGs, like Final Fantasy games and whatnot, where you can uh, equip, you know, like a dragon's heart or whatever. And it, it'll, it'll, that'll be like your relic that buffs your courage or something, you know? You know oh, yeah. I mean? Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and probably many more places too that we just haven't thought of and uh, listener if you uh, as we were you know working our way through the heart iconography of video games thought of something that we didn't I'm sure you did we'd love to hear from you about that and you can find us on social media on Twitter we are collectively at Game Bite Show you can also find us individually I am at Jeremy underscore Lamont uh, you can find me at Legrand and I am at Count Elmdor find our fourth man Jared Red Eye Dunn and his oversized heart uh, typically puts it to good use working for uh, Extra Life uh, not anything going on with that right now but uh, look for that in the future over at twitch.tv slash show. Uh, I don't think we've decided what we're playing yet this week but I'm sure it will be good uh, so Apex Legends my man a- Apex Legends click that heart icon over on twitch.tv <laughs> to subscribe to us and get notified when we go live uh, you can also find us over at gamebyteshow.com where you can find our back catalog of podcasts links that you can send to your friends for them to heart us and subscribe to us uh you'll also find a link to our discord server in the show notes of every episode as well where you can come and join us and we will heart you there uh as well uh we'll be back in just a few days to talk to you about the video games that we've been playing this week look for that in your feed but until then this has been your game bite show podcast thank you so much for joining us and we will see you next time see ya be seeing you